Hi, I'm Rumbi, and I'm just a normal Christian girl doing what she loves to do, and that's speaking about Jesus. Welcome to my podcast. A space where we motivate, encourage, and help each other walk boldly in our journeys with God. Each week, we discuss lessons from the Bible, relevant topics, and much more. So grab your Bible, bring your coffee and pens, and let's dive straight into today's episode. I'm your host, Rumbi Tsachimisa, and welcome to Just a Normal Christian Girl Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to the Just a Normal Christian Girl Podcast. I'm Rumbi, and I'm just a normal Christian girl doing what she loves to do, and that's speaking about Jesus. And today I'm super excited because I will be speaking about Jesus by myself. I'm joined with a very special guest. His name is Jaden Gomez. He is a fellow podcaster like me. His podcast is called Bible Basics and Beyond. Hey, Jaden, thank you for joining me. Hi, Rumbi. Thanks so much for this opportunity. It's wonderful to chat with you. Oh, I'm so excited for this conversation. So let's just jump straight into it. Can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Oh, well, as Rumbi said, yes, my name is Jaden Gomez. Um, I am a 16-year-old uh, in high school here in Melbourne, Australia. Um, I'm originally from Malaysia, so in Southeast Asia. And um, I'm in year 10, and I have a passion for sharing God's word and just drawing closer to him as I bring others closer to him as well. So you said you're in year 10 and you're in high school. So here in South Africa, we don't like deal with those type of things. Like we do like grade eight to grade 12 and like you finish in grade 12. So four years of high school. How many years of high school do you have left? So it's, it's, uh, I have another two years to go. So this year and then year 11, then year 12, and then I graduate high school and then university. So, yeah. Two more years, just keep pushing. Two more years. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 so fast, honestly. I, I feel like it was just yesterday I was starting school. So the time has flown by quite quickly. Yeah, I mean, in the moment, like I just finished exam season. It goes like, in the moment, it seems like it's going by so slowly. Exactly. But like once you've come out of the season, it's like, wow, that went by really fast. It's kind of scary sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it can be kind of scary. So outside of school, what are some of the passions or things that bring you joy in your life? I think number one, Rumbi, I'd have to say God. I mean, I love to worship and praise him. I love just reading his word, just getting so in-depth in it. I mean, like any teenager, I'm busy. I have things I have to do. But yeah. there is, for me, there is something about making the time to spend time with God that makes my day right. Even if I don't do it in the morning, I try to do it at night before the day ends, because once I've done that, I know that, you know, the day is going to turn out right. I know that I've taken the time to spend time with God to cultivate um, this relationship with him. So number one, that would be a passion that I have. I'm just passionate and that brings me joy. It's just God. I love that. I really do love that. So you are being brought up in a Christian home. Did you ever feel as though Christianity was forced upon you as a child? And were there only moments where you had to dance about Christianity? Because, you know, when you're when you're a child, you're taught about the Bible, you're taught about Jesus. And then as you grow up and get into the real world, 
you interact with different people who have different beliefs and religions than you, and you learn about the different beliefs and religions that make up the world. Mm-hmm. That's a great question. Growing up in Christian family, I've never felt like it was forced on me. I felt like it was always um, a choice. My parents always taught me to seek the truth. Um, they never said, "Okay, this is the only way to believe. This is." you know, this is the way you've got to follow it. They always taught me, seek the truth, look for the things that you want. Um, we're, we're here to guide you, but you must seek the truth. And that's what sort of, it never felt like Christianity was forced on me because I knew God, I was in the church from a very young age and it has kind of come up to the age that I am now. And the thing is, I just love God. Like, the the journey that I've been on, the seeking, the researching, the the experiences, that is just something that you can't take away. Yeah. And that's something that, you know, you know it's the truth. There's nothing that um can take it away from you. And that's the best thing about faith. And answering your second question about have I had any doubts? I mean, like anyone who has faith, I too have had doubts, um, but not to the extent that I have stopped believing in God yeah. or stopped believing that he has the best at heart for me. Um, but more like questions that I have that frustrate me and sometimes make me upset at yeah. God. <laughs> and I mean, the best thing with God is that you can be so honest with him and he's not going to get upset with you. He loves us being honest. Yeah. Um, and recently... I've had to, the doubt was strong, but I've had to deal with the loss of my grandmother who passed away at 81 years old. Yeah, thank you. She passed away last year. And I, in in that particular moment, I was really angry at God. I was so upset. I was so frustrated. Yeah. Um, I, I was just like, God, how could you do this to me? You take away that one thing that, um, I love and, you know, this is how is this your plan making me sad but as I sort of went on as I sort of grieved and remembered all the good times one thing that always comforted me was that God has a plan um, for each and every one of us for I think it's in Jeremiah that he says for his plans for you are good plans to give you a hope and a future to prosper you yeah and that verse gave me comfort. It gave me hope. And I know that my grandmother is just looking down. She's happy and she's better than she ever would be here on earth. So um, to where I am now, it's been about a year. I'm just happy. I mean, it's still hard, but I I know that God has a plan for it all. So that's answers those two questions of yours. So in the beginning, what I love about what you said is that it really just painted this idea that you made Christianity, you made this religion personal to you. You know, I've met like a lot of people um, that say the only reason they go to church, the only reason they believe in God or believe in any religion doesn't even have to be Christianity is because they feel pressure by their parents. They feel as if they feel as if though they have to. And I, I see where they're coming from. And I can see why they come to that conclusion. But like after hearing what you just said, after looking at my life, I personally also feel as if, you know, I'm also being brought up in a Christian home. I also feel as if like it wasn't forced on me. Um, because as you said, like me too, um, you know, as I was growing up, taught the Bible, 
taught prayer and then you know you go to church more bible more prayer and Mm. so like as I grew up I began to make Christianity um personal to me and I don't mean that you know I took the religion and then I only like took the things that I liked that I thought were cute and left what I didn't no as you said I made it personal to me I started to develop my own deep personal relationship with Jesus you know And so, you know, when you look at these two sides of the question I asked you, the first side being, yes, I feel as though the religion is placed on me, or the other side being, yes, I feel as if it's not placed on me. I think like one of the factors or rather questions we can ask ourselves to like differentiate between these two answers is like, have I made this religion personal to me as you did? You know, you, as you said, you wanted to find the truth and you did research, you allowed yourself to be curious. You weren't relying on the pressure and expectations that you feel from others um, in order to get you to participate in this belief, but you you were curious, you wanted to find out more, you relied on your desires to get you to where you are today and to develop the strength for Jesus. I also love the verse that he mentioned, Jeremiah 29 verse 11. It's one of my favorite verses. And you spoke about the season where you lost your grandmother and how like you were cur- you were like asking God, God, why would you do this? Like, you know, I don't understand. And, you know, I've also like found myself in seasons where I'm like, God, why did you do this? I don't understand. And like, even like growing up, certain things would happen. And I would always be like, like, God, I just like, why would you allow this to like happen? Like, it doesn't make any sense. And one of the verses I've like really clinged on to is this verse in the book of John. I think it's John 13 verse 7. And it says, you don't realize what I'm doing now, but later on, you will understand. And when we look at like the context of this verse, Jesus is washing his disciples' feet and Peter, one of his disciples, um, is like, Jesus, I don't want you washing my feet. Stop doing this. And, you know, Jesus like, you don't realize why this needed to happen to Peter. You don't realize why I need to wash your feet. You don't realize the importance of this event. But later, you understand. And, like, you were in with your grandmother. And, like, we all are going to find ourselves in seasons where we don't know what God's doing. We don't understand what, what's going on. But, you know, as that verse, Jeremiah 29 verse 11 said, you know, we might not know what's going on. We might not understand the purpose in the season, but we can trust that God's got a purpose for our lives. Amen. That is so true. I mean, you know, talking about a personal relationship with God, I, I like to view Christianity not as a religion, um, but as a personal relationship with God and in that way create Christianity is sort of um out of that it's that standing out of religion um I spoke on this in one of my episodes called what is Christianity and what I basically to sum it up Christianity is more about that personal relationship with God you have religions that say okay this is a tradition this is a set path you have to follow it and you know there's there's um I guess there's nothing wrong with following traditions but when you're doing it just to fulfill it that you're not doing it out of um personally yeah when you have a relationship with god you have that reason you're doing it and then there's a reason for you to do it 
So that's what I love, that Christianity is more relationship than it is a religion. Yes, there are certain things we have to uphold, certain values that we have to um, show people. But at the end of the day, it's, um, it's your personal relationship with God that guides your path and that hand-in-hand relationship with Father God that shows you the way. So how you put that was just so beautiful. Yeah, so, you know, what you said, I know, I think, like, a lot of people, sometimes they can get, like, so fixated on, like, you know, I have to do this, I have to do this, I have to do this, like, I have to read my Bible, because, you know, they just, they get so fixated on this idea of being a good Christian, you know, like, it's, you shouldn't, like, be so fixated on that, and, like, on trying to please other people, and, you know, do things that seem right only because you want to uphold this good image, but you should rather be focused, as you said so perfectly, rather be focused on developing this relationship with Jesus, on spending time with him, not because you feel pressured to or because you feel like, oh my gosh, this is the right thing to do because you want to, you want to become, um, you want to become deeper in your faith. You want to become a strong faith warrior, I guess you could say Exactly. Yeah. So true. What you've just said is so um, true. And when you cultivate that relationship with God, you build an intimate relationship with him. And that's the most important thing um, when it comes to Christianity. Yeah. yeah. And just life in general, because if you think about it, like the things in this world are so like temporary, like your house could burn away. People can leave you, Um, you know, things don't last forever but your relationship with God is the thing that lasts it's the thing that's gonna keep you going things that's gonna give you the courage to go through hard seasons go through good seasons it's a thing that you just really need in your life like you really need to prioritize it yeah focus on the things that aren't temporary but eternal yeah because that is where your spirit and soul is going to go for like our body is just a, a um a, a suit like you know how an astronaut goes into space yeah. they wear a suit yeah this is just our suit what's in us is our soul and our spirit and at the end of the day when the world comes to an end and when we are you know caught up uh, with Jesus we are going to be in new bodies made perfect in his image in a place that is just filled with goodness love and peace and that is just so important to remember to focus on the things that are eternal not on the things that are temporary yeah I love how you said that, you know, our bodies are all going to fade away one day, but our spirit is the thing that remains. And, you know, my, my, my parents always speak to me about this. And there's this verse that says, I can't remember, this is not word for word. I don't know where it is, but it says something like this. The training of the body is of, um, the training of the body is of some benefits, but the training of the spirit is um more beneficial because it doesn't only benefit your life here on earth but also the life to come and i think that sometimes you know it's not a bad thing but we can get so fixated on you know trying to look good on the outside focusing so much on our outward appearance that we forget that we have a a soul a spirit that we need to build we need to develop because at the end of the day as you said that's the thing that remains our body is gonna fade away one day it's not gonna last but the spirit is what we take up to heaven and all that stuff exactly that's so true 
So I know that you have spoken at many speaking engagements in Malaysia and Australia where you shared Jesus and the Bible with others. How did mm. your passion to share Jesus, to speak about the Bible, start? Um, I think I've always wanted to share God's word. I, I think it started um, when I saw my dad preaching because he is also a pastor. He shares um, with others God's word. and what i loved was that he was changing not only my life but was touching the lives of everyone listening and how people were touched by the work of god it was through him and that's why i wanted to be i wanted to be that vessel that god could use that god could work through me that his his um his work his um whatever he wanted could just come through me that i could be part of his plan that i could be used by him for his glory um not my own not me touching others but god through me touching others so i wanted to be that vessel i wanted to serve him serve the word and the goodness of god so i guess that's how it all started i love that so you could have done many things with this passion of yours what ins- what inspired you to start your podcast Okay, well, Bible Basics and Beyond, uh, my podcast started because I wanted not only to share the word of God, but to explore these tough questions that skeptics and atheists pose um to God and Christianity. I wanted people to know this God and that these questions actually have answers and they lead to God. And I wanted to clear up misconceptions about Christianity like how Christianity and Catholicism are on the same boat or like Christianity is a homophobic religion that sort of thing and I'm not pretending that what I say is the answer I'm yeah. just suggesting and exploring with my audience these questions because it's so important that we understand them and I wanted to do it from a teen's perspective because you hear adults speak about it all the time yeah and <laughs> Sometimes you understand it, sometimes you don't. They'll sometimes use big don't. words and you'll be like <laughs> you'll be like, "Oh my goodness, what are they talking about?" You and you, won't, you, you don't want to sit with you. Exactly. And you don't want to sit down for 1 hour trying <laughs> to understand what they're saying. Yeah. You want something short, sweet and from somebody who understands you. And I wanted that. I'm 16 years old. I've been through life for 16 years and I'm going to go more, but I wanted to share it from my perspective and do short short episodes, 10 20 minutes. and share it with others interview experts who knew what they were saying and ask the questions that are relevant to my life to teens life and this sort of podcast started also from you know my high school friends being very skeptical about christianity and stereotyping me because of what i believe so i wanted to stop that like i said clearing the misconceptions helping people to understand christianity and not misunderstand it and also to also share that word of god as well so i think that's where it all is rooted today so you know when i first started my podcast i did not want to tell anyone about it and like the people in my life like my older brother would give me such a hard time about this because they'd always say to me rimbi if you don't share your podcast it's not going to go no one's going to hear it but in my head i was just like i do not want to do it and i would justify not wanting to do it by saying you know i just want to keep the things i'm doing private not everyone needs to know what i'm doing and you know i do believe 
that to a certain extent. I mean, you don't have to tell everyone what you're doing, but at the same time, if you don't share what you're doing for God's kingdom and how people are going to go in Christ, like how people are going to find Christ. So it's a bit difficult there. But I came to a point in my life where I realized that the reason I did not want to share my podcast had nothing to do with me wanting to keep a low profile, me wanting to keep things private, but everything to do with my fear people. You know, when I first started my podcast, I feared that people would judge me or like change their minds about me because I believed in the Bible. Because let's be honest, the Bible isn't the most popular thing. Um, exactly. Yeah, it doesn't always, well, most of the time, it doesn't like line up with other people's beliefs and values. So I was always scared that people would change their minds about me, which, you yeah. know, the Bible like clearly says that we will be hated by people because of him. So I don't know why I thought I was the exception of the rule. <laughs> but, you know, you know, looking back, I've come a long way with this issue. And although I'm like still working on it, I'm still not, you know, perfect. I've come a long way and I'm getting better at sharing my podcast with others. So I wanted to know, um, personally for you, when you first started your podcast, were you ever scared to tell people about it or scared what other people would think because you believe in the Bible? I mean, you just said that you wanted to change the perspectives of your, change the perspective of how your non-Christian friends thought about Christianity. So like, were you ever scared when it came to that? You know, Rumbi, I don't think I was ever scared to share my podcast with my friends or uh, other people um because for me christianity nothing can shake my faith i really don't care what other people think especially when it comes to my religion you can butcher it all you want but this is what i believe you can't shake it down you can't embarrass me because i love my god i love my religion i love my relationship with god so I had that sort of base, that foundation. And also because in school, I've sort of gained this reputation of, especially among year 10s, people my age, of being a very conservative Christian. So, or rather old fashioned, because, you know, the Bible being not the most popular book, it's yeah. also quite old fashioned. <laughs> um, but at that point, I was like, I don't really care what you think. At this point, I'm just sharing my thoughts. I'm sharing God. And if that's what I'm doing, that's all that matters. What you say, I don't care because I know what's true. You want to educate me, educate me in a way that's civil. We can both have a civil discussion. Yeah. But if you're just going to hate on me, I don't care. Keep your opinions to yourself <laughs> because I have my opinions. Yeah. You have yours. That is the world. Let me speak what I want to speak. And I feel like that's where my confidence is grounded. I love that. So, like, I just shared how, you know, at first I didn't want to share a podcast with others. But one of the things that helped me, you kind of, like, spoke about it a bit, is that, you know, realizing that the only opinion that actually matters is God's. You know, if you think about it, you meet people, you interact with people, and their perception of you is always going to change. But God feels the same way about you. Like, God loves you his love for you is not going to change and at the end of the day pleasing others isn't really going to get you anywhere exactly and i find that again is the only thing that matters exactly and i find that if you're trying to please others 
you might end up disobeying God in the process because, you know, people's perception of you and God's perception of you are never really going to link, you know? And yeah, so I love what you said. Mm, I love what you said. Um, it's so much more important to not really be so focused on what other people say, what other people's opinions are, but rather put God's opinions, God's views at like a higher value. So true. Yes, so true. So you started your podcast late last year. What are some of the things that podcasting has taught you? Okay, so I haven't been in the game of podcasting for very long. But what little things it has taught me is how to create content that people want. Yeah. Um, to have a clear niche, to have a target audience, and to always listen to what your audience wants. Um, in relation to the topic of my podcast. So in that, in this case, Christianity and release it. Um, but really, when it came to learning something about content or anything, this is my sort of podcast. And where not only I do what I want to do, I do what I want to share, but I also explore questions with others. And I also grow in spirit and mind. So I do things that interest the public, um, that I know will get a lot of, like, that people want to know. So I explore those. Um, but when it comes to, like, trends and everything, I need to do what the podcast needs. And that means focusing on what the goal of the podcast is. Yeah. Focusing on what the niche of the podcast is and focusing on um, the questions that I want to do and what, in particular, what God wants done through this podcast. So Yeah. yeah. I feel like sometimes when, like, if you want to do something, but you're, like, so focused on the trends, as you say, you can kind of, like, sacrifice what the message of your podcast is. You lose your focus on uh, what yeah. really matters. Yeah, and you might, like, get sidetracked, no longer center it around God, but rather on, like, things on that people. are popular and people's opinions yeah. and, like, all that stuff. So I do love what you just said. So in the beginning, you said how you like to start off your day, if possible. In the word of God, what does your average quiet time look like? Yeah, so my quiet time is actually quite uh, personal to me. I love that every morning I can just wake up, even at night, I can just go into his presence because he's always with us. His Holy yeah. Spirit is with us. And I can just be honest and learn more about him. Um, what I learned recently is that prayer isn't just about um, praying for the things you want, but it's about being honest with God. Yeah. You can be angry, you can be um, <laughs> upset, you can be frustrated, you can be sad, you can be God. How can you do this? You can be like God. What is this? What is this? What's your plan? You can be so upset, yet that personal relationship still remains. But you obviously yeah. have to remember to remain respectful um, with God. Yeah. And we see that with David in the Psalms. You see that he's so angry, he's so sad, but at the end, he's still respectful. He'd be like, God, where are you in my time of need? People are cutting me down. People are stabbing me in the back. Where are you? He's upset, but he's still respectful. So that's what it is. It's very, it's an honest time. And I, I love that in the morning, I can just sing basically my lungs out and praise <laughs> him and worship him um, for his goodness in my life. I can just worship um, to worship songs and just praise him. And I also love reading his word. I love doing devotionals. Um, and if I'm not too tired and I want to, and I, I don't have much on my mind, 
I love listening to messages, especially messages preached by Joseph Prince, Joel Osteen, you know, you've got T.D. Jake, Stephen Furtick, all these people. It grows my spirit. It grows my mind. And I learn more about him. And if it's where the spirit leads me to listen and to, um, to grow, that's what I want to do. I love that. I love how you said how, like, you know, you can go into the presence of God any time of day. Um, and you can go into the presence of God as your true real self. Like you don't have to try put up this perfect image with God, you know, exactly. because if you think about it, like God already, he knows everything about us. He can see all. And so if we're just like trying to like paint this perfect image for God, we're just like lying to ourselves. And so go into the presence of God. If you're sad, if you're happy, you know, again, be respectful. He is God and he's our friend, but he is he's also God and we should fear him. So, you know, go into his presence if you're sad, if you're happy, show him your true emotion, but also as he said, be respectful. And I love exactly um, because yeah. yeah. Or because he's like a father to us. Exactly. So how you treat your father is the same way. Because you're his child, he's your father. So you want to act respectfully, but also be honest with him. As a father, like he being our father, you can just go go to him anytime because he's always there for you. Because I know that with my dad, I can go there anytime. I can be honest with him yeah. um, because he loves me. So that's just how I wanted to add that in. And I also love how like with your quiet time, like obviously you study the word of God for yourself and you let the spirit guide you and like see what God wants to show you through the Bible personally, but you also, go to, you also go to other sources and watch other sermons to see their perspective on the verse and all that stuff. So I love that you do that. So, you know, being in high school, some of the things that I've learned is that especially like if you go to, if you're not like homeschooled or do online school where you go to school with like different people, it's so like important that you're like very firm in your faith you know what I mean so what are some of the things in your life that have helped you stay close to God I think the top thing that like the very top would be my parents um they are just such godly people they are such you know wonderful godly people they they're always teaching me to draw close to God and to expand my mind to grow my spirit in in all his ways they help me to know God and Jesus closely. And I think also what would just be just higher than that would be my late grandmother. Um, She truly was the most godly woman, you know, the most powerful woman of God that I know. I've never met anyone like her. Um, She prayed every day without fail, like without fail. She, she would be waking up before dawn at 5 a.m. in the morning and she would be praying for every person in her family, not just her immediate family, but <laughs> her extended family, her cousins, and then you've got her cell group members, then you've got her, her like sons and daughters, <laughs> and then you've got her nephews, her nieces, everyone. And she would be praying for hours and I can just, I come down for breakfast and I'm eating my breakfast and I can hear her in her room, praying, speaking in tongues, worshiping God, reading the Bible. And honestly, she is just the most godly person I know. And she has, she taught me. And, you know, as I read more and uh, like listen to her and all the things that she's taught me, she's teaching me day after day how to stay close to God. 
And she always taught me, stay close to God, stay close to Jesus and always learn his ways and to love others. Cause that's where it lies. God is love. He made us in his image and therefore we must love others. So she's taught me that. So she truly was the bright light that guided me. And this is where I am because she's guided me and, you know, God putting her in my life. It's amazing. So I just thank God for that. I love that because, you know, you know, as Christians, it's important that we read the Bible, but then also like apply in our lives. But like sometimes applying in your lives can be hard. And so that's why, um, as you said, we need to like have people in our lives that exhibit the word of God, that live out the word of God daily and like show us oh, how to actually do it. And like, I guess like some people, you know, on us, like you, they don't have that. So, you know, reading about the life of Jesus, looking at the example, the perfect example that he said for us, but also taking that like a step further and like finding people in your life that are godly, that can show you and help you live a godly life, like going to church and it's like having a pastor and like having a relationship with your pastor, not even that, even just like surrounding yourself with good community, like godly friends and all that stuff. People that can help you live out the Christian life, people that not only can help you, but are living it out to themselves. And I can show you how to like do it and encourage you within all that stuff. That is so true. You need to surround yourself with people who fear the Lord. Those people will teach you. You'll be on journeys with them, especially spiritually. Yes, you have your close friends, whether they're Christian or not. They're still close friends. They're going to be with you. Yeah. But when you have a group of friends that are godly, that are fearful of the Lord, they have the fear of the Lord in them. That is another level. That is another level of spiritual friendship. And that's what you need to do. Surround yourself with people who fear the Lord, who love God, and you know who will, who, who always want to draw closer to Jesus and to God. That's so important. Whether it's a pastor, like you said, people in church, even finding a connect group, yeah. a cell group of, of, of people who are like-minded, it's so important. Um, because they will help you grow. You will help them grow. And there are just so many things that can be unlocked when you have a godly circle of friends. Amen. So I wanted to end off with this last question. What is one of your favorite Bible verses? Oh, my goodness. I have so many favorite Bible verses. But if, if since you're telling me to choose one, uh, my, all, my all-time favorite um, verse is 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21 and that reads for he made him who knew no sin to become sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him and I love this verse because it reminds me of the goodness mercy kindness and grace of God and his love and it also reminds me that I am not righteous by my own accord not by yeah. my own self-righteousness but my righteousness is in Jesus Christ. My sins are forgiven. I am made clean because of what Jesus did on the cross. And that is so important. And that's why out of every verse, I think if I had to choose one, 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21 is my favorite. I love that verse also. It reminds us one of what Jesus did on the cross for us, which is such, which is very important. But also, as you said, it reminds us that, you know, we weren't saved by our own merits. You know, we 
don't have a relationship with God because of our own strength, but because of what Jesus did on the cross for us. And it so also true. like kind of like paints this picture of like where we were and where we are now. Like now we have a relationship with God. We um, can speak to him through prayer and all that stuff. But before Jesus died on the cross, we couldn't do that. And so it kind of helps us be grateful, but also like motivate us to share the gospel with others, you know, by us realizing, okay, this is where I was and this is where I am now. Like I didn't get this on my own. So I need to like share with others and all that stuff and share the gospel, which is what as Christians we're called to do. So true. So true. I couldn't agree more with what you just said. So Jaden, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and being a guest. Guys, I will put his podcast, his website, his Instagram, and all the important information in the description of this podcast episode. But I hope you guys have an amazing rest of your day. Stay blessed. And remember, Jesus loves you. Peace.